0: For this uh, podcast today, I want to give a special announcement. We're going to talk about this TV show called Bandersnatch on Netflix. There are some spoilers on here, but more importantly, I think if you're going to listen to this and understand what we're talking about, I would highly encourage you to watch Bandersnatch on Netflix uh, before you listen to our show. Uh, Obviously, you're free to listen to it, but it would make a lot more sense if you watch that show first.
1: You're listening to Pardon the
2: Disruption with your host, Tom Young.
0: Hi, so welcome to Pardon the Disruption. This is Tom Young. Let's go around the room. Hey, this is Bart Gallo. This is TJ Young. And this
3: is Rohan Kapoor.
0: Great. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, today we're going to talk about uh, this new show that came out on Netflix called Bandersnatch. I think you guys have all watched it. We talked about it on Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Instant Message and very
2: cool. Should we put out like a spoiler alert? Are we going to go deep or are we going to go like surface?
0: Yeah, if if, 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 if spoilers you bother it. you, then turn this off. But yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> good call. We're gonna
1: talk about this. Uh, I yeah. didn't want to dance around that the whole time. So yeah. yeah, I yeah. want to talk to you guys
0: about yeah. it. Right. So. It's uh, it, I'm going to spoil this and murder on or an, the Orient Express. I'm murder on or the Orient Express. They all yeah, did it. If you haven't okay? seen the, so the Godfather. That was like a one second pause for them to turn off the podcast. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. want to watch yeah. that. I really wanna, <laughs> it, The movie came out in 1974. If you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not going to see
1: it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Bannersnatch is uh, um, an interactive TV show done by Charlie Booker, who's the guy and produced Black Mirror. I guess it's loosely affiliated with the, the black mirror series. Cause I think there's a lot of references to the prior black mirror episodes. He's mm-hmm. some of the same actors Yep. Mm-hmm. and uh, very interesting concept about you need to be on certain platforms like a Samsung TV or, a, or, or a, uh, a laptop. So, cause it's an interactive show where you make choices, everything from simple things like which music should the guy listen to, to should you jump out the window or not?
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think it's uh, a really cool example of Netflix definitely pushing the boat out and expanding uh, the boundaries of what's possible with inter- with new type of storytelling, which is trying to keep people engaged. Um, I loved it. I thought it was super, super cool. I think the technology behind it is probably incredibly complex, um, took a couple of years to to get it. To get it built. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they faced different hurdles. But um, yeah, it was super cool. Even the, the, the really small details, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but at the very beginning, you're asked to choose a type of cereal um, between two different options Frosties. Frosties. I went for Frosties too. And <laughs> then puffs. later on in the uh, episode, a Frosties advert comes up on television. So some of these, like really small, intricate details with the memory technology that they have to have in order to get, even get that level of complexity is so were pushing you, the boundaries. Well,
0: I I'll be, I was a little uh, anxious when I turned it on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is really odd. Cause I was like, why am I a little uh, fearful is not the right word, but I was like, oh, what am I getting into here? And, uh, that anxiety
1: grew with me because every time you would see the screen compress and you knew the black choice bar was
0: coming up, it's like, oh god,
1: am I going to have to do something sociopathic here? So or? most
0: TV watching is uh, almost altogether passive, mm-hmm. right? You just sit there and consume it. Now it's not 100% passive because you got to pay attention and you got to process stuff in order to follow the p- complex plots. But this is a situation where you have a few minutes. And I watched it a couple times, and I didn't choose, and just to see what would happen. And the choice right. for you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. Uh, I, I was. Fun, I was a little anxious for those
2: some of those first few choices. All right, cereal. They're trying to just ease you into it. When it got to the point where Colin was going into a crazy LSD trip, yeah, talking about all so your family nice. members being actors <laughs> and all these conspiracies, I started to sweat a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't want to choose. Oh, that was my favorite scene.
1: That was really well that was done. was
3: incredible. Yeah. I, you definitely feel a little complicit uh, in some of the stuff that happens. You're like, especially when it gives you choices that, uh, like TJ said, are a bit more. Were well, your choices dark. that
0: you made uh, the choices that you would really make? Or the no, choices you thought no. you should make to enhance the show. My first path, I chose the most violent path. Yeah. And I had
2: the highest rating of the game at the beginning. And then when I tried to do the other scenarios, I just got worse ratings. And it, it seemed like I got oh, the and, optimal and path first. Because <laughs> I just did the most screwed up way. that I, th- I would figure what Charlie Booker would expect you to do. Right. Make the best video game <laughs> at all
0: costs. Right. Yeah. 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 I so what was interesting to me is the architecture of the video game that the guy was trying to do was the architecture of the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where he laid out all these branches, and they had to film all these different branches based on the choices you make.
1: Yeah. yeah. Remember,
3: I haven't coded that path yet when he uh,
0: yeah.
1: was
3: demoing the game. It's, it's They intertwined that perfectly, I think. It uh, was very smart. And also, I was super impressed by how seamless the... Uh, the parts were when you chose them. I expected there to be, I, I was I was curious as to how they were gonna, how that was gonna play. When you right. pick a, an option, like was there gonna be a bit of a pause, was there gonna be some sort of you know, small yeah. buffering think, lag, but it was just, it was so seamless. Yeah, I think
1: the way they filmed it, they used that approach of once you make a choice, there's kind of like, the, the question gets repeated and the camera shifts, but mm-hmm. it's all very nice and seamless like you said, so it flows like, like a passive viewing session but you're making those decisions
3: yeah
0: that had that one choice where it had netflix as the option yeah or some uh some symbol from space invaders yeah and uh i'm like i i didn't pick the netflix because i thought it was going to kick me out of the show and put me into the netflix menu
1: oh like it was a home button yeah yeah
0: so (laughs) the second time i watch it i assume i don't know how many times you guys have done it i've I've wendy says there's there a Six or seven hours. I spent like four and a half hours. I did about three hours. So let's let's get into that because that that therein this gets to the notion of why this is a disruptive form of entertainment. We talk about the experience economy. We talk about uh, the attention economy. How we're trying to drive attention, and a show that would be ninety minutes long, like a movie, perhaps, uh, would occupy you know so much time, and we wouldn't be talking about it because it wouldn't be probably that interesting, but. Now it's one of those things you can go back and watch multiple times. And it's very, it's very similar. TJ and I were talking about this over the weekend. It takes it combines the story play of a game like Red Dead Redemption that just came out and a movie. And if you look at the economics of both, people spend $50, 60 $70 for a game like Red Dead Redemption where they only spend, you know, 8 or $10 to watch a movie you're, or to buy you're it. You're saying the similarity is the uh, aspect of the choice? No, the asp- the gameplay, the ability to go through multiple aspects and multiple iterations. So y- you're going to play Red Dead Redemption. I'm going to, how many, I know Bart and TJ, you guys both play it, right? Uh, Less mm-hmm. so now, but yeah, I but played you did. it a lot. How many, how many hours it? did you guys put in? I don't want to know that answer. Just tell me, just tell me how many hours. I, just I, say, I, don't know, I don't have the answer. Best, I don't want to even want to calculate 30 it. 30 for me yeah. in like a month. <laughs> okay, and how many hours, TJ? I, Make yeah, it up. 31.5. All right, so more than Bart. <laughs> one and a half more than I've, Bart. I watched you committed. play for four you hours. Me. <laughs> i watched you play for about four hours, so It was just one time. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's uh, very interactive. And so you think, but uh, movies and TV shows haven't had been that as immersive. But... Red Dead Redemption is going to gross like a billion Mm dollars. Just one game. The first weekend, it sold $750 million in sales. Wow. So so Rockstar Games, think of how much money they can spend on a production like that if they know that they're going to get that kind of money. But what that tells you is that people are craving that interactive entertainment. And if you can bring that to TV, which is to me, this is really the first time I've seen a high-quality interactive TV program. Very cool. And I think we're just scratching the surface of this format. I like the aspect of choosing
2: the music because not every choice was you're going to affect the entire plot. Some of them were just kind of ambient choices where I discovered uh, the album Phaedra by Tangerine Dream. Shout out, 1973 (laughs) recording. Amazing. Great great music in the whole show. But So even just those atmospheric Mm. elements you could control, I like that choice. I almost like that better than controlling the plot, which is
0: more... Just, I don't know, stressful. Well, how do you know right. it's not the butterfly effect? I don't know. Until you do it again. A small choice, like whether you pick Toasties or, F- or Frosties or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, that well, can yeah. affect the whole well, plot. Well, th- that anxiety of not
2: knowing is what made me do it again and again. And think about it from like a marketing standpoint. I mean, I was engaged with this show for five hours. Yeah. It's, I don't, I've never I never watched a movie that long. I never yeah. would want to either. Yeah. Did, my eyes just start glazing over. Yeah. Lose attention.
3: I guess it's gonna be interesting as that becomes more common how whether the engagement becomes diluted because the novelty wears off. There is a novelty aspect with this type of interactive viewing where you've not seen it before. I wonder if these start coming out again and again, whether the attention is gonna start, you know, we won't be discussing it in the same terms necessarily. I think, I,
0: I think you're right. I think the novelty absolutely will wear off and it'll go back to basic storytelling. The, the, this is just a modality to tell the story. If the story sucks, yeah, the, the the novelty will wear off quickly. So yeah. I remember, like, when in the nineteen nineties when Jurassic Park came out, it was the next level of CGI, mm-hmm. and it was people were just fascinated with that. The story could have been shit, yeah, and they just and people people loved it. But now people just glaze over with special tech; they don't yeah. see it. They you need a good story, mm-hmm. and that'll be the same. Will be true here. Now the Banderson Snatch was a decent story. I wouldn't say it was a great story. It was a decent story, but to me the format of of allowing for multiple paths to come out with was very very interesting.
3: Yeah, and again, it's like it's in in order to do that seamlessly, and handle that much complexity, the investment that Netflix has made in putting together the infrastructure in which they can now do this on a regular basis mm-hmm. is its also pretty impressive. And I think, it, especially in light of some of these other streaming services coming in, like Disney, you know, Apple, it's a really cool example of what can happen when, you know, competition comes into the marketplace and these guys are now thinking, like, where can we go next? Let's not rest on our laurel. Let's, like, really push it.
0: Do you guys know how long it took Booker to make this? Two
3: years, apparently, which is relatively short. Mm.
0: Two years to come up with the idea and work out the kinks or... Two
3: years for the seed to be planted and the final product to be put out. Wow. Yeah.
0: Plus a lot of the technical
2: integrations to make sure you can ex- navigate the menu choices back and forth. I mean, that's a whole... Yeah. That's a huge, like... Would yeah, they have that figured out now? Oh no, exactly. Yeah, now it's done.
3: Now they've got it laid out. Right. And, and it took a lot of... It was a lot of hardship reading you, how about mo- it. If, it if,
0: if I figure all that stuff out, I think the show's about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what how you do it, that's what they list as the. So it's about ninety minutes. So figure with the different paths, the the, let's say it's three hours. Is Mm -hmm. that is that fair? Yeah. If you look at all the branches, uh they recorded over five for, hours yeah, of content. Yeah, it was a bit longer, I think. So it's five hours of content. Over five hours of content for, for a all ninety-minute consumption. You wow, just I just don't believe know that. Which
2: combination you choose. Right. Which I think is why the, the plot I mean, the plot I, I like the plot. It wasn't like incredibly deep, but they had to film all this stuff for all the variations. I thought that what they you know, in the lieu of that, they or in lieu of that, they chose to just explore th- certain thematic elements as opposed to saying, Hey, we're gonna have this crazy complicated plot that we're going to explore like so the whole aspect of free will i mean the the whole the whole show is like meta on top of meta Mm -hmm. where this person is making a game about a book about making choices left or right and they bring the the netflix element into it as well right you're doing that i'm not i'm not in control of my choices who's doing this it's netflix it's the viewers and mm -hmm. then are you even in control as the viewer you're questioning your own free will there's that moment in the show where and who's the protagonist, Stefan? Stefan, yeah. Yeah, he says, like, uh, towards the end, he's, like, going crazy if you chose one of the paths. He's like, you know what? I, I realized the secret to this was just to, uh, you know, offer the illusion of choice. But really, I controlled the ending no matter what happened. So, and you actually kind of notice that happening with all of the different choices you made. It kind of steered you towards four or five different endings. Right. But you didn't really have that choice. At the end of the day, it would rewrite you back and kind of force you to the ending that Netflix wanted to show. Yeah, so it's kind of just commentary yeah. on top of commentary. Very mind blowing,
0: but yeah, I
1: didn't get to the one where he
2: gave that monologue, but that's pretty.
1: Interesting. He kind of loses
2: it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, it's a the the monologue is fantastic when he's on LSD. The other the guy, Colin, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the the
1: legendary coder, yeah. yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, I I I I went. Someone transcribed it and put it up on net, on Reddit and read through it. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild, but. So you figure five hours of content for a ninety-minute engagement, and then do you actually engage for it? For you think about five hours or even more?
2: I was. I think I did at least over four hours. I did almost every iteration. Yeah. Yeah, I did three, three fifteen,
1: maybe. Yeah. I was watching it on my Obviously. phone too. I would have done it longer if I was on a different device.
0: So again, back to the you know thinking about engaging people and the attention economy, and is a letter worth a stamp here? Uh, or just like a novelty to wear off. To me, it seems like it's a a very interesting way to engage in new content. Well, it's an example of how in an age
3: where everyone's vying for your attention, uh, the ability to do something completely different is almost becoming a necessity, right? Like Netflix is competing against social media, is competing against... Um, other streaming services, so it's kind of cross-competing for your attention with so many other services. They're kind of having to find a way to completely push the boundary in what they're doing. Um, there's and, some, there's some novelty
2: that. now, but I, I think that it's it's going to remanifest in maybe a slightly different form. They'll continue like, to innovate on it. It would be interesting to see this concept, but like on a more drawn out, like crowdsourced way of implementing it, where like. Instead of one movie where you're going in and making a few choices, it's like a series, but each episode is released every few months, and they let like the broader audience make a couple key choices for the next episode to drive right. that plot. Yeah. E- even if yeah. you're
1: not making a bunch of choices throughout the episode that determine the plot within an episode, but a multi-season show. Let the fans Season choose. one is... Yeah. Season two, does he move to LA and start an acting right. career, or does he move to... So it's more drawn Let's out to leave else. for
2: production time. All right. So the, uh, the fans chose LA. 60% voted for LA. What's They have to kind of produce that now. So it's more drawn right. out. But it's like,
1: so the studio, it's
2: all vote driven for mm-hmm. what happens the studio for the anthology series. St- the studio
1: still determines the outcomes, right. but it's within the parameters that the, the user base
0: chooses. Right. I th- I th- How
3: about sport matches? Yeah. Was, yeah. Sport matches. <laughs> that would become a little crazy.
0: I use the same technology, and uh, which get ref troll- gets paid off more? <laughs> no, I get to choose the next play. The Giants run against the Cowboys. Oh, that would be a disaster. <laughs> Why? Right. Well, because I
1: think That's right for that, Just for that scenario, just yeah. letting the, the fans do the coach's job. I <laughs> want
3: actual Giants to fight Cowboys. <laughs> I think Dolphins I, the, embarrassed the best, the best previous example of level of engagement with um, with media I had was um, there's a game called FIFA and they've mm-hmm. just it. 2 years ago they introduced the storytelling mode where you basically you become uh a you, you your character is a young kid starts off about 16 and they interweave uh narrative storytelling that almost looks like film red dead red dead redemption and also a bit like grand theft auto i've
1: seen the latest game the graphics are off the it's charts insane. in the new fifa yeah. so they have
3: like they have again storytelling choices but um you're controlling this guy and they interweave it with like real life games that you actually play and oh wow I you become yeah it's amazing and mm. so the better you do and certain choices lead you to different clubs, lead you to different agents, and it's just so you're so invested in this character that like it becomes I mean I played it I completed the game in like three days. And I think to your point, when you span it out over a series and you start to become a little more invested in, uh, in the characters over a longer period of time, and you feel a bit more like responsible and and kind of complicit in their future or their lives. It's just insane how like attached you do become to it. Yeah, and I think so. I think this episode is amazing because it gave you that insight into the technology that's possible um, for this type of storytelling. But what's going to be really cool is if they're able to span that out over a longer period and. You become a bit more engaged in Stefan and like oh well, like where's this gonna go over a longer period mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be cool um, whether they can scale it to that level Netflix is so really what's like the to
0: prognosis it. are we gonna see uh, uh, other shows like it or is this like a, a Charlie Booker thing I think there's gonna be a couple of copycats shows uh, with I, a I, big budget
2: will make think-
1: an attempt maybe Right. Yeah. Well, I
2: think Black Mirror is probably not going to do that again, maybe in a different aspect. They keep they keep redefining themselves and what they're going to kind of push in terms of the next boundary.
1: Yeah, I think some shows, some of the more famous shows, will probably keep kind of an elitist approach. To, it should be passive. We're the studio. We know better. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. You could even see like uh, Disney have the ability. They've put out video games as well. They've got a streaming service coming, coming out. You can imagine a Disney original where they have almost like a ready player one where you have the the film the film kind of real people acting and then it kind of brings you into this like video game paradigm where it's like a virtual reality world where you can play the character uh, themselves like the possibilities are going to be really. it it
1: almost seems like a precursor for vr entertainment where you're watching a movie as the protagonist in full vr and rather than five different endings there's hundreds of Possible outcomes based on you making every single action. So let's yourself. take it to
0: the let's take it to the next level. I mean, one of the constraints here is to was the same struggle that they had in making the video game in the show, which was they had to have a complex set of branches, and they had to code out the stories for each of those branches so that they could be experienced. But what if the technology evolves to a certain point? where the branches can be dynamically rendered. So if you think of Red Dead Redemption as sort of the state of the art of games today, and I introduced the concept of a narrative where you go through the missions and things like that, but you, they kind of guide you into uh, fairly tight swim lanes in terms of what you can do, right? So if you're playing that game, you have a choice of this mission or that mission, and you know, it it probably doesn't deviate too far and everyone who plays that game will experience something very similar. So the choices you make are more uh, aesthetic versus structural. But what if you could do that game with structural changes and have it dynamically rendered? Well,
2: that's the dream. It's just
0: very expensive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think this interactive content is... uh, It's... I think, it's, I think it's here to stay because I think the technology is going to allow it. I think people are going to find that it's uh, extremely engaging. I think the, the the Bandersnatch is probably good for people who are Black Mirror fans, but it's a little probably too, too dark for It mainstream. is pretty dark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the content yeah. alone, aside from the, the choosing aspect.
3: It's the it, fact that they're thinking about it and laying down the tracks for what's to come that I think is the most exciting thing. The, the episode is, like you say, a, a, the choices are a little aesthetic and... I think the fact that they're investing in laying down this technology is the most exciting thing. Um, and I definitely think it's gonna be cool to see where this interactive storytelling
0: takes us. Absolutely. Well I didn't know that uh Pac Man was a metaphor for a program. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: That was so cool.
1: The uh, the way he described Pac Man's plight was I found to be like so chilling in the show. Like going off screen and coming back to the other
0: side. Yeah. Just making that like a huge metaphor for life. I was like, it's real. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very, very good song. I thought it was very well written. But again, if you're not a Black Mirror fan, you probably won't like this. Uh, Maybe they'll do it with Dancing with the Stars <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Any any parting comments? You guys still, so you all think it's here to stay? Or Yeah. I, I hope it yeah. is. I think, think it is, is, and I hope stay. it is.
3: It's going to be built on.
0: But well, let's look forward. So. I look forward to the, the, the next thing from Charlie Booker. Uh, he's always got some pretty good stuff, but was, I think Electric Dreams, the Philip Dick stuff on mm-hmm. Amazon, we may see something from them. Yeah, uh, and then Apple and Google are dumping a lot of money yeah. into because they they want them too. They're gonna and they have billions of dollars to throw at this, so expect to see some cool content over the next uh, two years mm-hmm. for sure. Great. All right, thanks everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. Pardon the disruption. If you enjoyed our discussion. I'd invite you to head over to our homepage at www.rumjog.com. You can go there and check out our perspectives page and hear more podcast episodes, read some articles. some pretty interesting stuff. You can get access also to our digital disruption series. This is a meetup that we do mostly in New York and New Jersey area. Where we discuss the impact of these technologies on our society and the way we live and work. We do this alongside of industry experts in various fields like crowdsourcing, automation, and blockchain—the uh, the, the technologies that are disrupting our world today. Anyway, if you like that, you can also follow us on social media uh, at Twitter on the handle at RumJog. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you.